Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this afternoon. Hope everybody's doing well. If you're listening to this, you're listening to my next installment in my FBS College Football Breakdown series. Continuing to break down all 133 teams at the FBS level. And in this segment, I will be continuing with the UConn Huskies, who last season went 6-7 and seven and uh, went to a bowl game. A huge, huge success for the UConn Huskies last year. Uh, first, I must uh, I must say, as someone who covers the UConn Huskies uh, with a weekly show and, and and a huge fan of the program, I, I know a lot of people are going to going to be expecting this breakdown to be very thorough and done well. So, want to make sure I get it right. But uh, again, yes, UConn went six and seven. Uh, I want to pat myself on the back a little bit by saying that I predicted that the Huskies would win six games last year. And uh, I was so excited to see them do so. But I know Jim Moore and company were not satisfied by that. And, and, and I know that will probably shock a lot of people in the college football world who don't understand this program. Uh, they expect greatness. And Coach Moore is one of the best coaches out there. I know uh, when he was hired, it was head-scratching to a lot of people as he hadn't coached for quite some time. But people need to remember how well he did at UCLA, especially at the beginning of his tenure, uh, did a tremendous job there. And he's already off to an amazing start at UConn. And UConn has one of the brightest futures in the college football landscape. Uh, I've had many interviews with players, coaches, fans, and this is a program who, in my personal opinion, and and the stats can back it up, go ahead and listen to uh, one of my previous interviews with Pete Kalin, former UConn Husky player, the statistics that he has done prove it. UConn is a sleeping giant. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but it is a straight up fact. Go look up those statistics that Pete has formulated and compiled. It is an absolute fact. So let's go ahead and dive in to the uh, 2023 breakdown for the UConn Huskies. The Huskies play at Pratt and Whitney Stadium at Rensselaer Field, one of the... Uh, more beautiful venues in the northeastern part of the United States. I'm looking forward to hopefully attending uh, their very first game on Thursday, October th- uh, August 31st against NC State. I should remember that date because that's my birthday, not o- October, but August 31st. Uh, really excited for the environment there. Uh, seats 38,066, uh, but they can put over 40,000 in there. Uh, Expandable to 42,704. But this is a stadium, one of the more underrated uh, in college football because of the fact that when it is filled, it is loud. The place gets rocking. And if you remember from back in the uh, early 2010s and into uh, what, well, I should say 2010 and prior in the early, in the mid 2000s. That stadium was rocking when the Huskies were a perennial power in the Big East. Uh, Looking now at a coach on the rise, I think all my UConn followers know where I'm going with this, and it is Nick Charlton, uh, the the assistant head coach, offensive coordinator, and quarterbacks coach, one of the best young offensive minds in college football, and a a good friend of mine. Uh, Coach Charlton is an outstanding football coach, and he's proven that in a short time. 
served as a graduate assistant at Boston College uh, from 2012, 2013, 2014. Then moved on to Maine as the wide receivers coach. 16-17 took on the special teams coordinator job along with that. 2018 moved to the offensive coordinator quarterbacks coach. In 2019-2021 was promoted to head coach. Uh, was the youngest head coach in college football at the time. And uh, I can relate to that as well as I was a very, very young college head coach myself. Uh, he, did a tr he did a very, very good job at Maine. And in 2022 till now has been brought in on uh, Jim Morris staff at UConn. And uh, some great things are going to be happening with uh, Coach Charlton in charge of this offense. Expect some uh, very, very good things coming from his, uh, his uh, tutelage of the quarterbacks that he has on, as a part of this program. And, and I expect some great, great things. And, and Coach Charlton has already been a head coach at the FCS level, and it is only a matter of time before he gets an opportunity as an FBS head coach as he is, like I said, one of the great young minds in college football. Uh, shifting to the Husky schedule now, they open up, like I said, Thursday, August 31st against NC State. UConn has a great deal with CBS Sports Network where all their home games are played on that network. That game will be played on there. Then they play at Georgia State. They host FIU, host Duke, host Utah State, go to Rice, host USF, go to Boston College, go to Tennessee, go to James Madison, play Sacred Heart, and then the UMass game to end the year still has not officially released where the game is going to be played. It's been talked about a neutral site opportunity. and There are rumors floating around that it is it will be played at, in Foxborough at the Patriots Stadium. But it still hasn't officially been announced yet, which is kind of bizarre since this season is right around the corner. But we shall see. It is technically a UMass home game. So uh, there's also that to look at as well. But UConn has an opportunity with this schedule. The NC State game is going to be one of the biggest games in quite some time. A huge opportunity for the Huskies to uh, make a statement against an ACC opponent. And then there's a great opportunity for UConn looking at their road schedule to win multiple road games for the first time in quite some time. Um, but again, going going to Boston College, who they beat last season for the first time in program history. Going to Tennessee is obviously a marquee opponent. And then hosting Duke. Duke is a fantastic football team that a lot of people aren't going to realize. But this schedule sets up really, really well. And I'll give you my prediction for how many wins I think the Huskies are going to have this year at the end of this uh, segment. But uh, my followers should already know where I'm going to go with that. Shifting now to the breakdown position by position, uh, starting offensively. The quarterback position will see a competition unfold. Zion Turner was thrown into action in game one as a true freshman, and he, he performed as well as he could have. He was solid last season. Didn't have a game of over 180 passing yards. That obviously will need to change this year. Um, then uh, Taquan Roberson was injured in game one. Looked looked like he was going to be having a really impressive season as he was getting the offense to move pretty well. Uh, but according to Coach Jim Mora, head coach Jim Mora, he will be ready uh, for not only camp but uh, to fight in this competition. 
And then Joe Fagano transfers in from Maine, uh, where he played for offensive coordinator Nick Charlton. He knows the system, and he was brought here to Connecticut for a reason. As a grad transfer, he's got one year left, put up some really good numbers at Maine. And uh, obviously he knows the system, playing for Coach Charlton. And like I said, he was brought here for a reason. He wasn't just brought here to uh, sit on the bench. So he's got a great opportunity here to be the, st- the potential starting quarterback for the Huskies. We, we shall see, though. I'm, I'm really intrigued and excited to see how this unfolds in camp. Uh, the running back room is loaded with talent. Victor Rosa burst onto the scene as a true freshman last season and had 11 touchdowns. Donovan Houston also had a productive year, and he can move. He can run, man. He is quick. Uh, speaking of quick, Brian Bruton returns from injury, and his speed will be utilized. He will also be utilized heavily on special teams. And then Louisville transfer Jalen Mitchell is a great addition. His strength and speed is a great combination, and I think he really has an opportunity here to be a special addition for the Huskies as he started multiple games for Louisville and had a very productive uh, time there. He's also a good option out of the backfield catching passes. Uh, the receiving core now, uh, a lot of Huskies are Husky fans are a little worried about p- this position. And, and, and I understand why as uh, valuable pieces were lost. I understand the, the uh, hesitation with this group, losing Aaron Turner to Cincinnati. Uh, Nigel Fitzgerald has also transferred out. And then losing uh, Keelan Marion to BYU, uh, it, it does hurt, obviously. Uh, but I want to give Husky fans some encouragement that this group is going to be much better than people think. The tight end position is full of talent. I have talked about Justin Jolie uh, many, many times, and I will continue to do so, and I will continue to scream Uh, off the mountaintops about how fantastic of a football player he is but he was a freshman all-american last season he will play on sundays he's big physical quick he is going to be utilized a ton in this offense and this year he will draw double teams from uh, opposing teams which will open up all the other receivers on this team and I'm really, really excited to see Justin burst onto the scene this year and be one of those marquee players moving forward. Uh, Michigan transfer Louis Hansen will have a will have a big year as well. He's a big, strong, physical guy too. I, I'm excited to see what he can do as well. Coach Charlton likes to do uh, two tight end sets. Now he'll be able to do that. He he likes to run that L.A. Rams, Sean McVay type set two tight ends, and and they should be able to utilize that now because they have some good ones. Uh, TCU transfer Alexander Honig, uh, Nick Harris, and Brandon Neminski are ones to watch at the tight end position as well. Shifting to wide receiver, this is, of course, where some people have their questions and concerns. Cam Ross returns from injury. Hopefully he can stay healthy as he is a special talent. Uh, Dewan Harrison, who came in from Texas last year, so it's some great bursts of speed. Kevin's Clarcius is somebody to really watch as he is big, strong, physical. He's added about 25 pounds of muscle. If you haven't seen uh, uh, receiver coach Moore's uh, picture that he posted on Twitter of uh, the team after they climbed a, a mountain, Clarcius is huge now. So he is going to be a huge option. He's a really good deep threat. He his issue is he just needs to catch the easy ones and make the easy play to move the chains. He makes spectacular plays, but just got to make the easy ones. 
And then Jacob Flynn also returns, who who earned a scholarship before last season. Uh, the additions of Jordan Porter from New Mexico, he led New Mexico in receiving last year, is another good deep threat. Brett Buckman from Delaware, I could see him being a very good uh, possession-type receiver if you need a first down, running a quick slant. A really good option there with good size. James Burns from Austin P could be a really good option in the slot as he is super quick. And then watch true freshman Jarvis Jones and Zach Drowdy. Zach Drowdy had a pretty impressive spring. I think he's going to be a really, really good player for UConn. Uh, the offensive line returns four starters and will be one of the best in college football, and I firmly believe that and say that wholeheartedly. Uh, right guard Christian Haynes is returning as an All-American. He is one of the best in college football. Uh, center Kristen Fortain, left guard no- Noel Ofari Niato, right tackle Chase Lunt, and left guard Valentine Sen make a great group. And there is strong depth as well. The offensive line is really, really talented. I think this is probably the best position group on the team. And, th- and that's saying something because I think this team is very talented. Um, Noel Ofari Niadu at left guard is one of the more underrated guards in college football. Him and Christian Haynes form arguably the best group of guards in college football. And I know some people might laugh at me saying that, but they are very, very talented. Shifting to the defense now, the defense was impressive last season. They struggled, of course, again at the, to begin the year against some very impressive Power 5 programs. But as the season progressed, they did a very good – I shouldn't say they struggled. They didn't struggle. They were put in some very, very tough situations in those games, and they performed admirably. That, that, that's me misspeaking there. Uh, they performed admirably against some – I mean, they played Michigan, NC, both Michigan and NC State on the road. They played Syracuse, had a, who had a very productive offense. So this, they did a, a admirable job in those games. And then as the season progressed, they were downright nasty. Uh, the defensive line has plenty of talent. Defensive end Eric Watts is going to have a big year. He was almost unstoppable in the spring game. I remember watching him just be like, holy smokes. And that was against a fantastic offensive line that I just told you about. So I'm extremely excited about Eric Watts and what he brings to the table for next, for this come, upcoming year. He is joined at defensive end by Prince Yase and Colin McCarthy, among others. The defensive tackles, Delmont Gordeen, Jelani Stafford, Sequoia McDuffie, Tim Passmore, and Illinois transfer Rayshon Wilkins form a solid rotation. I expect big things from Gordeen, Stafford, McDuffie. And then the addition of Wilkins late from Illinois. He is a big fella. Uh, started at Vanderbilt. In his career, so he's a former SEC player, moved to Illinois. He's from my neck of the woods in Chicago. I live in central Illinois, so he he is uh, somebody to look out for. The linebacking core is led by Mr. Connecticut, Jackson Mitchell, who finished fourth nationally with 140 tackles last season. He might not be the biggest guy, but he packs a punch, and nobody plays harder than Jackson Mitchell. Uh, the additions of Eric Gilliard from Kansas, Amir Renwick from the junior college ranks, uh, Maurice Wilmore from Nevada, Kevon Glenn from Georgia Southern, who was originally at Florida State, and Noah Plaque from Delaware are massive. I expect some big things from the likes of Gilliard, Plaque, and, and I'm interested to see what Wilmer, Glenn, and Renwick will bring to the table as well. And also expected returner, Ty Fumano Brown to play a bigger role on this team as well. 
Uh, the secondary returns really good talent, led by safeties Malik Dixon-Williams and Durante Jones, one of the best safety combinations in college football. Again, some people might laugh at me saying that, but it is a straight-up fact. Uh, the additions of Mumu Ben-Wahad from West Virginia, he could be a star at the cornerback position. Armani Archer from Washington State, Torian White from Southern Utah, and Zachary Spears from Washington are massive. Then returners, Damon Brinson, Stan Cross, Malcolm Bell, Isaiah Davis, Lee Millette, and Chris Sharon will all play big roles. Those guys really stepped up as the season progressed last year, and this became a, a talented unit. Watch out for Cale Millen, who's moving from quarterback to defensive back. He's a great athlete. I'm really intrigued to see what he can do at this position. And then true freshman Cam Chadwick to make some noise. Cam, I had him on my podcast last year. Fantastic young man with a bright head on his shoulders. He's going to do some really, really good things. And he could step in, honestly, as a true freshman and really contribute. He is that good. On special teams, kickers Joe McFadden and Noe Rulis will battle for the starting job. McFadden is returning from an ACL injury. He was fantastic before that injury. And then Rulis came in last year and had a he has a big leg, made a 54-yard field goal. He is very talented. The Huskies are in good shape here at the kicking position. Punter George Carrington is locked in and should have a big year. He, 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 didn't, he didn't have the biggest average, but I think we saw – in the bowl game against Coastal Carolina, or at Coastal Carolina, I should say, against Marshall in the Myrtle Beach Bowl, he uh, boomed some punts there in Myrtle Beach that were very impressive. Then watch out for the return of kick returner Brian Bruton. He is one of the best in college football. Ask Clemson about that. Uh, final analysis now. This is my opinion on the Huskies heading into the season. Most will say repeating last season is the goal, but these Huskies will tell you differently. Six wins isn't good enough, and Coach Mora will tell you that. He he's come out many times and say being six and six, six and seven like last year is not good enough. Average is not good enough. There is a standard here with this program that they have put up, and they are expecting greatness from this team. And this brotherhood of Huskies is special. I I interview so many of these players and talk to a lot of the coaches frequently. This the brotherhood that this team has is different than almost every other team in the country. I have not, I'm have a former head coach at the college level and a former player myself. I can tell you how difficult it is to build that culture and brotherhood that this team has. And, it, and these guys truly, truly play for each other. Uh, and, and I see this team winning eight games plus a bowl victory in the future. I, I firmly believe that this team is going to go eight and four in the regular season and win a ninth game in the bowl game. And I, I will add, like I said, I predicted that they would win six games last season. I will take full responsibility of them losing the bowl game. As I said, they would only win six games, and I got that right. Uh, unfortunately, I got that right. But this year, I firmly, firmly believe that this team will win eight games and win a bowl game, and they are setting themselves up for a tremendous future under the leadership of the great Jim Mora and uh, just an amazing, amazing group here. I, I, I'm so thrilled that I get to cover this team every week and bring it to you. It, it's a true privilege uh, to, to have become a part of Husky Nation and I love covering this team because the coaches are fantastic 
and like I said before, that brotherhood that this team has is something special. So hope you guys enjoyed this breakdown. Love doing these. One of the favorite things I get to do every year. Uh, please like, subscribe, wherever you listen to the podcast, and then give the podcast tour account a follow at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good day. God bless.